Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall, motivational speaker, full-time psychology student, mama four, and military spouse. On this podcast, I share helpful life tips and real stories from inspirational women. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today. Enjoy the episode. Happy Friday, everybody. Every Friday is a Friday over here on the Inspired Women podcast. And today we are going to chat about mental health stigma. This is a problem. It is a problem. And this isn't just a people problem. It's a society problem. I'm actually doing a paper on mental health stigma right now. And I'm so happy because my professor finally let us do something where I could choose a topic I wanted to write about. So I'm doing this paper on mental health stigma and it talks about how not just people are spreading the stigma, but also professionals, even in the mental health field. It's how we talk about and how we treat mental health. Um, You know, I've definitely had people where I talk about my mental health struggles and they step back as if they're going to catch it. Y'all are not going to catch somebody's mental illness. It's not like the flu, okay? And one of the most important things is that we start to treat mental health as important as physical health because they play off of each other. They're intertwined. You know, one affects the other, so on and so forth. It's really important that we take care of both of them. And a lot of times I talk about mental health, but I mean, you also have to take care of your physical health, you know, sleep enough, eat well, get some movement in, take care of yourself. Because if you don't, that's just going to make your mental struggles even worse. And one of the things that I saw, and my husband doesn't agree with me on this, but I think it's genius. So we say committed suicide, right? And this is an article I saw, and if I can find it, I'll link it up in the show notes, but I highly doubtful that I'll find it. But in the article, they talk about how you shouldn't say committed suicide because committed sounds bad, right? Like you committed a crime, you committed a murder, you committed a sin. Like committed is not usually attached to something good. But if somebody were to die of a heart attack, you would say, died of a heart attack. And we should start changing our verbiage around suicide to say died by suicide. Because I know, and we talked about this on the podcast before, I know there's a lot of misunderstandings around suicide and people are like, it's a selfish act. Really, when people are in that place, they're not thinking about how they want to just make a big scene or how it's going to affect other people. They honestly think that other people would be better off without them in the world. It's a struggle. It is not like this planned out fancy thing where they're like sitting on it for like months on end and like, this is the perfect way on how I'm going to kill myself. Like, no, that's, that's not how it works. And a lot of and, and a lot of us will have suicidal ideation over and over and over again. I know I, I had it like from 13 until, I don't know, my late 20s. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since I've had suicidal ideation, but I've had it. I, I was really close multiple times. And it wasn't because I was like, I just want to end my pain. It was 
for me at least, I just want to not be a burden anymore. I thought the world would be better off without me. I thought, I mean, because this, the reason I'm talking about this, this leads back to stigma. I was taught that people with mental illness are a burden. I mean, look how the news talks about people with mental illnesses. They don't ever like highlight stories, good stories about people with mental illness. It's always like this person, you know, had schizophrenia and they committed a mass murder you know, this part person had bipolar disorder and in a manic episode, like, drowned her kids. Like, you know, it's never anything, like, good. And not only that, but highlighting those things make people feel like people just snap one day. I actually saw in a comment section one time where people were talking about mental illness in relation to tra- people being transgender. And they said it's a mental illness because it's listed in the DSM-5. And I hopped underneath there and I'm like, that's bullshit. Um, Being gay used to be listed in the DSM-5, which is the book, the manual for mental health professionals. So just because something's listed doesn't necessarily mean it's in mental illness. And then they started comparing, you know, being transgender to other mental illnesses. And this was before I was even diagnosed with bipolar 2. And they're like, when people are bipolar, they just snap one day. And I'm like, that's not how this works. And it's those kind of misunderstandings that get like passed around and, and continue this stigma around mental illness. And stigma can lead to discrimination. It can lead to prejudice. It can lead to people getting fired from their jobs, which is kind of scary because, like, as somebody who's been diagnosed with bipolar 2, like, thinking about somebody might fire me for my mental illness is kind of a crock of shit. Like, that's complete shit. That doesn't mean anything. Somebody can't perform their job. Like, and I really think another part of the stigma is look how it's treated. A lot of insurance companies either don't cover mental health treatment or they like barely cover it. Like they, you know, only cover a portion of it where in those same insurance companies might be full coverage for physical health treatment, right? It's treated poorly like that. And a lot of primary care physicians also have stigma attached. Not all, a lot. And so people are afraid to go see because they see their primary care physician and they don't take it to the level that they would treat it if you came in and your blood pressure was out of control, right? And I think that there really needs to be a re-education of society and of professionals like mental health professionals, um, primary care physicians, education level, like we're talking about in kids' schools, it needs to be taken seriously because when you're young, if you're experiencing trauma, you can easily, it can easily develop into a mental illness, depression, anxiety. I honestly, in talking to my therapist, we talked about how my bipolar disorder showed itself when I was really young because I had gone through some trauma at a young age. And that's probably what triggered it. Now, I have a genetic preposition to bipolar disorder, but like all genes, I don't know if you've heard about epigenetics, but things will turn on and off your genes. So that bipolar gene could have 
easily stayed dormant for my entire life, but I had been through a lot of trauma, so it showed itself, and now here I am. (laughs) That's just where we're at. But I think a lot of times that we were taught as kids, like, you know, for me, there were jokes made about people being crazy or having to go to the loony bin or, you know, I grew up in upstate New York, so the nearest psychiatric hospital was in Augensburg, New York, and they would say, you know, talk about people having to go to Augensburg, and it was never, like, a positive thing. It was never, like, you know, this person was really struggling and having a hard time, and I'm so glad they're getting the help they need. No, it was always a joke, and it was always treated like that, and I never felt comfortable coming forward and talking about my mental health struggles. I didn't even know a name for it, right? I didn't even have a name that I could attach to that because I was never taught that as a child. My sister and I were molested as children and we didn't even get mental health treatment then. I mean, when you're going through something like that, that's a time where your kids should be seeing a mental health professional. Or when my parents divorced, these are big things that can be really hard on children. Like right now, my husband is geo-batching, which means that he is living away from us. And that's been hard on my kids. So some of my kids are in therapy right now. And that's okay. Like my son has become very angry and has been acting out a lot. And instead of like, you know, trying to tell him to brush it off like we do or just get happy, just shake it off, buddy. No, I actually got him into see a therapist because anything that I was trying, like the way I was trying to teach him on how to handle his emotions was just not helping him. And so I was smart enough to reach out to a professional because there is no shame around getting mental health help. There's no shame in it. That means you value your mental health just as much as you value your physical health, maybe even more. That is a smart decision to go and get that help. That is a smart freaking decision for you or your family or your spouse. You know, when somebody is struggling, they need to get the help that they need. And I look back at a lot of people I know in my life and if they had just got the right help earlier on in life, maybe they wouldn't have taken a turn for the worse, right? I always say to my therapist, and you guys have probably heard this multiple times, I don't know how I didn't become a heroin addict at some point in time because all the trauma I have been through, I could have easily taken a turn for the, the dark side, right? I could have easily, you know done so many more worse things than I did and I didn't but the problem is there's lots of people who have because they never got the help that they needed at a younger age and you want to nip it in the bud but that doesn't mean that if you're older that you're a lost cause no you can easily go get the help and flip your life around right change your life and there's nothing wrong with taking mental health medication If you need it, right? You may not need it. Maybe you don't have severe depression. Maybe your depression is related to losing a loved one. And once you heal from that loss, then you won't need to be on mental health medication. Or maybe you're on it temporarily. Maybe you're on it forever like me with bipolar too. Whatever that might mean to you. Mental illness is a spectrum. 
you know, you have some people that are not so severe, like it's a light case of mental illness, <laughs> but then you have the really severe cases and every different type of mental illness is different and how it needs to be treated and what is necessary and no mental illness makes somebody a lost cause, right? People can be a narcissist and be successful at life and it's not hurting anybody or anything like that. It doesn't mean that you're a lost cause if you have a mental illness. You can get it treated properly, right? And I I truly believe that if people get treatment early enough in life or even later in life, you know, for many things, that they can change their life around. But it's having to overcome that stigma and get the help that they need. And mental, I truly believe that every person alive should see a therapist just because you don't know what you might be carrying around with you, what kind of baggage you got or what kind of trauma you may be healed from. Because a lot of people think like trauma and they think like war zone, rape, you know, abuse. But sometimes trauma can be how your parents treated you growing up, especially if you're really young and you experience neglect and maybe not even severe neglect, but slight neglect, that may be very traumatic to you as a young child and may change how you view and and react to the world. It's called childhood programming. At least that's what I call it. Childhood programming is, you know, growing up, you were taught certain things or taught to react to the world in a certain way. And that's not always a healthy thing. You know, sometimes our reactions are not healthy. And especially if you're seeing like you're having trouble sustaining relationships, you are having trouble getting along with others, you are struggling to keep it together, you're, you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning, you're, you're struggling to function. We as society should not struggle to function every single day. Yes, sometimes you're going to be going through a hard time and it's going to be hard to struggle. But if that's every single day, like it was for me, that's a problem. And I want to challenge you guys to end the stigma by talking openly about mental health with your children, with those around you, to encourage people to get the help, to share, uh, you know, things about mental health, you know, positive things, not like stigmatized things. I want to encourage you to end the stigma, to treat mental health just as important as your physical health because it is. And we all need to take care of our whole body, physical, mental, emotional. You are important. And do not let yourself think that because you have a mental illness that you're any less than anybody else because you're not. And do not think that it's wrong or horrible to take medication if that's what you need and if that's what a mental health professional has told you you need. Please, for the love of God, and I'm pretty sure that I have made an episode about this before, do not rely on your primary care physician to diagnose you and treat you because that is not their specialty. 
All right, guys, I hope you have an absolutely fabulous day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.